Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Along the ridges in west of I-81, your high temperature today just around 50 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. We're at 37 DuPont Circle, 36 Germantown, 38 Annandale, 38 in our nation's capital. Time now on WTOP 259. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Had a good Wednesday morning, last day of this month. Welcome in, January 31st. I'm Dean Lane. Glad you're with us. And coming right up this morning, John Angelos has agreed apparently to sell the Baltimore Orioles. We're hearing about the people shot in a string of carjackings and shootings. I'm Scott Gelman. What's driving D.C. gun violence? Number one reason is personal disputes. I'm Nick Einelli. The House Homeland Security Committee votes this overnight early morning to send articles of impeachment against DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas to the full house now. Why Montgomery County will have to begin the search for a new police chief. I'm Kate Ryan. Good morning. Welcome in 3 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Christopher Cruz. The House Homeland Security Committee has approved two articles of impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. CBS's Nicole Killian says House Republicans are frustrated with the administration's efforts at the border. Texas Congressman Tony Gonzalez. It is very clear that whatever DHS is doing, they need to do something different. Mayorkas defended the Biden administration's policies, noting it has removed, returned, or expelled more migrants in three years than the Trump administration. President Biden said there is nothing more he can do through executive action and implored Congress to pass a border security deal. But House Speaker Mike Johnson. Johnson reiterated any potential compromise in the Senate may be dead on arrival. President Biden says he's decided how to respond to the drone strike in Jordan that killed three American soldiers over the weekend. He says he wants to retaliate without creating wider conflict. I don't think we need a wider war in the Middle East. That's not what I'm looking for. CBS's David Martin says American troops in the Middle East are targets. Bases in Iraq and Syria, including one just 15 miles north of the base in Jordan on the Syrian side of the border had been attacked repeatedly, but until Sunday, no weapon had landed on the Jordanian side of the border. And that may have created a uh, false sense of security. An American fighter jet has crashed over South Korea, and it's not clear why, says reporter Alex Jensen in Seoul. There were no casualties as the pilot was safely recovered after ejecting from the aircraft, according to the U.S. Air Force. But it does raise the question of what exactly caused the crash during routine training. All we know so far is there was an in-flight emergency. Not letting up, the U.S. continues to work for the release of the hostages held by Hamas. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. We believe that we are that we are uh, and we're making progress on trying to get uh, an extended pause in place so that we can get those hostages out. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has said a hostage deal is not imminent. The Texas Supreme Court is considering whether to overturn a ban on gender-related health care for transgender minors. More from KITV reporter Michael Atkinson. In something akin to a role reversal, it was the attorneys for the families of trans minors arguing for parental rights and conservative advocates saying the legislature can regulate that. Texas bans the use of puberty blockers and hormones by minors. 
And federal officials say a rare whale found off the coast of Martha's Vineyard may have been injured by entanglement in fishing gear. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. WTOP at 303. Good Wednesday morning, last day of this month, January 31st. Glad you're with us this early hour. We're looking at partly cloudy conditions today, mild. The high should be about 48, according to Veronica. We're at 38 now. Good morning to you. Hey, Dean Lamey, thank you for taking us along for your early 3 a.m. hour ride. We begin the ride this morning with the friend of a man who was shot during a local string of shootings and carjackings earlier this week. He says he cannot make sense of this attack. This is just really awful. Michael Bennett's friend, Mike Gill, was shot on 9th and K Streets in northwest D.C. on Monday night. They worked together for six years on D.C.'s Board of Elections. The incident left Bennett frightened. Something like this can happen anywhere at any time to anybody. Police say a suspect got into a parked car and shot Gill. His family says he was the one who was shot. I, I, I can't think of anything else to say other than just that. It's, it's just so senseless. I mean, what's the point of all this? Scott Gelman, WTOP News. D.C. police tell WTOP this morning, Gil, this hour is in very critical condition. Also learning more this morning about the 35-year-old man who was shot and killed during the rampage. D.C. police say the... Suspect carjacked 35-year-old Alberto Vasquez Jr. and his girlfriend on N Street in Northeast. Vasquez gave the suspect the keys to his car, but the suspect still shot him. He was taken to a local hospital where he later died. NBC4 spoke with Vasquez's parents, Jacob and Adnet Walker. They gave up the keys, and for whatever reason, the guy still shot them and ended up killing my son. He didn't know my son. Like, for what? Like, you just shoot him? You know, you don't know him. Like he gave you the keys. Vasquez worked for banks and law firms in D.C. We hear he has survived this morning by two young daughters. WTOP at 305. Increasing gun violence in the region has been a persistent problem in the nation's capital in recent years. New report on this this week takes a look closely at some of the reasons behind the rise. What's driving D.C. gun violence? Number one reason is personal disputes. That's Christy Love, the executive director of the Criminal Justice Coordinating Council, an independent D.C. agency that identifies public safety challenges. The group released a new report showing that certain posts online play a major role. Videos, music videos that are taunting rival neighborhoods, also posts and photos and other types of videos that can be taunting and perpetuating violence. And she says black residents are impacted the most, with about 95 percent of victims and suspects in homicides being black, despite black residents comprising only 46 percent of the overall population in D.C. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. WTOP at 306 Wednesday morning. Carjackings have become so prevalent locally around our region that two Prince George's County Council members say they recently themselves had brushes with violent crime. Council member Eric Olson says because he was aware of his surroundings, he avoided being carjacked. I am someone who almost recently experienced a carjacking about 30 days ago. Before being briefed by Police Chief Monica Z's on carjackings, Council member Crystal Oriata said she experienced a recent fright. Me and my mom were driving home maybe like last week and we were being followed and luckily we noticed it. Oriata says she phoned for help. Police Chief Aziz told the panel there were 508 carjackings in the county last year. We've arrested 115 adults and 147 juveniles. Dick Uliano, WTOP News. 
On Monday, we learned the Alexandria Police Chief Don Hayes is leaving that job to join the federal government. This one, he's been on the job for nearly 40 years as well. We hear this morning at T.O.P., but now a local police chief in another jurisdiction says he's also retiring. After 38 years on the job, Montgomery County Police Chief Marcus Jones announced he's retiring effective July 1st. In his announcement, Jones said the timing is right and that he won't be going far. He'll remain active in the community. Jones was named chief in November of 2019 after serving in the department since 1985. Montgomery County Executive Mark Elrich said Jones has served the county during unprecedented times, including the COVID pandemic, the aftermath of the murder of George Floyd, and calls for police reforms. Elrich credited Jones with helping to modernize the department while advocating for his officers. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. 307 Wednesday morning, a girl is dead locally after being hit by a car in southeast D.C. It happened just after 4 p.m., we're told, yesterday, Tuesday afternoon, at the parking lot of a gas station located on Pennsylvania Avenue. Police say the driver of the car stayed at the scene and is cooperating this morning with police. Our hearts go out to the family of this juvenile female. If anybody was traveling the 2500 block of Minnesota Avenue at approximately 4 p.m. and you witness anything, please call us. That's D.C. Police Commander Jaron Hickman this morning on WTOP. Good Wednesday morning, January 31st. Thanks for starting your early morning with us. Welcome in. It's 3.08 on WTOP. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, traffic first. Good morning to Ken Berger and the WTOP Traffic Center. Good morning, Dean. A quiet ride continues all through all through the DMV. Uh, the earlier accidents, both in Virginia, have all cleared. However, still has some roadside maintenance operations southbound 95, south of 123. You find a couple of lanes blocked. Northbound 95 near Lorton Road, left lane is closed because of roadside maintenance. And then northbound 95 at Dale Boulevard, left lane getting by the work zone. They're surveying operations southbound 95 south of Springfield, off and on all the way into the Fredericksburg area. All that has cleared on the the Beltway interloop on the approach to the Springfield Interchange. Mobile alternating closures of all lanes because of maintenance work on the outer loop of the American Legion Bridge. Maintenance work with the right lane blocked on southbound 395 at the 14th Street Bridge. More maintenance operations with various lane closures than southbound 395. Starting just north of Seminary Road, heading to just north of uh, Springfield. Maintenance operations, various lanes blocked. Northbound 395 starting south of, starting south of Virginia 7 Kingston. Street, heading up to Duke Street in Alexandria. Traffic engineering operations, the central lane and the right lane are blocked. The WTOP traffic studio is furnished by Regency Furniture. You can finance 60 months now with no money down. Not a cent out of pocket. Regency Furniture, affordable, never looks so good. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP traffic. Overcast skies, and there may be a sprinkle or two here for the early morning hours. 34 to 40 degrees. We're above freezing anything in terms of snow and accumulation would be in the highest of elevations along the ridges in west of I-81. Your high temperature today, just around 50 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 37 degrees in our nation's capital this 3 a.m. hour, Wednesday morning, midweek, January 31st. Brought to you this morning by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence, decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payments, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. WTOP Wednesday morning at 310. So we bring you money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Let's check in now with Jeff this morning. Boeing's reputation has taken a hit. A morning consult survey of 170,000 flyers shows Boeing net trust has dropped 12% since December. 
Shipping giant UPS is cutting 12,000 jobs. D.C. billionaire philanthropist David Rubenstein is stepping down from the Kennedy Center Board of Trustees after 20 years. He's given the Kennedy Center $111 million to date. Another record close for the Dow, up 134 points. Jeff Claiborne, WTOP News. Overseas this 3 a.m. hour, Asian stocks lower for the most part. The Kospi down two points. The Hang Seng is down 262. The Shanghai is off 42. The Nikkei has gained, actually, 221 points this morning. Good morning. Welcome in. Glad you're with us here at WTOP. Time now is 311. Here are the top questions from homeowners in the new year. Can my roof survive another winter? And can my bank account survive if my roof doesn't? Trust PJ Fitzpatrick for the answer. Roofing done right the first time and roofing priced like it was last year. That's right. To keep their crews working this winter, PJ Fitzpatrick will set all prices back a year and guarantee your estimate for all of 2024. Plus, they guarantee their work for the life of your roof. Visit TrustPJ.com to schedule your free consultation and price lock guarantee. Modeling for how you live today. Here are clients of Sun Design sharing how thoughtful design build solutions have better connected their family and friends. From the beginning, we were working with an old home. And what you see on the surface is not necessarily what's going on behind the walls, in the ground. But I have to say the Sun Design was very careful to check all those things out at first, have the engineers come. The kitchen was an addition in the first place. But for us to add a second level above the kitchen required a foundation that was strong enough to support that additional weight. So Sun Design took that all into account. I can't think of one thing that wasn't corrected or rectified in a way that was acceptable by us. And I think Sun Design was just on top of everything. Join Sun Design at their virtual remodeled home tour event on February 1st. Learn how your neighbors are modifying their homes for a better quality of life. Register at sundesigninc.com. Good Wednesday morning, last day of this month, January 31st. Thanks for spending the early part of it with us here at WTLP. If you're just joining us, it'll be partly to mostly cloudy mild today. Veronica said the high should be about 48. Not too bad. We're at 38 in our nation's capital right now. I'm Dean Lane. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. 313 on WTOP. This is WTOP News. Boy, do we have a story for you that needs unfolding this morning. After the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Baltimore Ravens for the AFC Championship title to head to the Super Bowl, right-wing media figures started talking about one pop star who was at the game. Now, who could that be? Taylor Swift, you say? Well, you would be right. Those figures have started circulating conspiracy theories about Swift now, saying she's part of a plot being staged by the NFL and Democratic Party together to help President Joe Biden win the 2024 presidential election. This morning, Philip Bump, Washington Post national columnist, speaks with our Dimitri Sotis to unravel this story. And boy, does it need some unraveling for you this morning. It's sort of hard to parse, right? You know, it takes many forms. Basically, the suggestion is that it's something other than a coincidence or a fortuitous occurrence that, the, the, you know, the perhaps the most popular singer in the United States, if not the world, is dating this player on a football team, which is now headed to the Super Bowl. And the implication is that this is all somehow arranged. This was this was set up by someone that I guess the games were 
were staged somehow or the relationship was all in order to somehow boost Joe Biden. Uh, you know, there's, there's nothing really concrete to it. And obviously it's nonsensical. <laughs> you can spend two seconds considering it and you realize that it doesn't make any sense. But, but this, this is what they're going with. I, I understand. They've always said, uh, the people that study this quite seriously, that a conspiracy theory really doesn't work without either a grain of truth or something that could sort of be true. Uh, as you've tried to look at this, what, what is probable or possible, or is it really all just nonsense? No, I mean, it's just nonsense, right? I mean, it is basically taking two popular things, which is uh, Kelsey and the Chiefs, so, which are going to the Super Bowl, which is the most popular thing in American entertainment in terms of, you know, live programming. Taylor Swift was very, very popular, and they're sort of backfilling this idea that, you know, that Taylor Swift, she endorsed Biden in 2020, so it's not like it's a stretch she would endorse him again in 2024, but this is all part of that plot. And, and you know, really what this is about is, A, it's about the attention economy, and you can see these outrageous things, and people pay attention to you and, and you know there's value that people extract from that but also just this idea that joe biden can't win on his own somehow that, that that he has to have these weird conspiracies undergirding his popularity in order for him to win re-election so it's those two things combined that are centered on this thing that is already getting a ton of attention from everyone in the country to uh, separate from the conspiracy theory for a moment for me to ask you a question that i guess is kind of rooted in it you mentioned uh, taylor swift has endorsed joe biden likely to do so again because this performer now can change economies she can go into a city and generate billions of, of dollars essentially uh, wouldn't her endorsement mean a, mean a great deal again all conspiracy theories aside yeah i mean not, not necessarily i mean I, there aren't a lot of people that cast their votes because of entertainers right I mean, she did endorsement 2020 he barely won then there's lots of factors that, that can come into play her first endorsement was actually in the tennessee senate race in 2018 she endorsed the democratic candidate that year in her home state and he lost by 12 points right so i mean these this is this is all very overvalued just by itself taylor swift doesn't have that kind of clout in politics there's a big difference between selling tickets and, and, and getting votes so now you know that's philip bump washington post national columnist talking with our dimitri soda Quick look this Wednesday morning at some of the top stories we're following for you here at TOP. A series of shootings and carjackings locally in D.C. and Prince George's County come to an end with the suspect shot dead by police this week. Montgomery County's police chief announcing he's retiring. This coming, of course, a day after Alexandria's police chief said he would be stepping down from his post. And how does President Joe Biden plan to respond to the killings of three U.S. soldiers over the weekend in Jordan? He says he's got a plan. We'll update you with more in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Mark Matsky, the Vice President for the Department of Defense at ServiceNow on the discussion Beyond Metrics. Defining success in cloud migration and AI integration says every organization's cloud strategy needs a true integrated risk management capability to help make go, no-go decisions for moving workloads to the cloud. Not looking at it from an audit perspective, but looking at it as an enabler of information to give you confidence to know when you want to do speed versus security. ServiceNow connects information and people from anything to anywhere in any way. The U.S. Army, Air Force, Marine Corps, Space Force, and Defense Agencies work with ServiceNow strategically, operationally, and securely. With ServiceNow, your agency can enhance productivity, maintain security and compliance, while elevating operational readiness and innovation. Learn how to integrate ServiceNow with Microsoft Azure to drive innovation within the confines of regulated organizations. ServiceNow, digital transformation at a new level. Visit ServiceNow.com. Good Wednesday morning, midweek, January 31st. Glad you're with us here at WTOP. Working on a nightmare. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Over to Ken Berger first this morning with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. 
Thank you, Dean. Starting in Maryland for the road work going on at the Bay Bridge. Eastbound span is closed. Two-way operations on the westbound span. Two lanes, uh, one lane open either direction. That center lane closes a buffer. Not seeing any delays either side of 50 at the Bay Bridge. In Prince George's County on the outer loop near Pennsylvania Avenue. Right lane blocked because of the road work. Then topside outer loop between Connecticut Avenue and 270. The two left lanes are blocked. That's up in Montgomery County. Then nor- uh, southbound 270 up in Frederick County between Maryland 85, the Bucky's Town Pike, and Fingerboard Road, Maryland 80, up in Urbana. Right lane getting by the works on the left lane is closed. Northbound BW Parkway ramp to Maryland 410 in New Carrollton, ramp blocked because of the work zone. Also, uh, bridge deck repairs going on in Prince George's County, causing single left lane closures of the Beltway Interloop between 450 and 50. This is at the bridge over the Amtrak tracks. Also in Montgomery County on westbound 2 Hundred the intercounty connector. Two left lanes closed by the work zone after New Hampshire Avenue. 355 northbound from Central Avenue to Rosemont Drive. Two left lanes on the far right shoulder closed. Only the far left travel lane is open. And then on both directions of the Rockville Pike between the Beltway and Tuckerman Lane South, there's a long-term work zone going on at the Metro Bridge. You're going to find the left lane closed in either direction. Howard County southbound 29 between Old Columbia Road and Old Frederick Road right lane is a mobile closure. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Chance of a scattered sprinkle this morning and even through the day will keep that chance going. Now, temperatures this morning starting out between 34 and 40 degrees, so we're safely above freezing. Later today, I'm forecasting a high temperature just shy of 50 degrees. Again, plenty of clouds. On Thursday, we're partly to mostly sunny. Beautiful day and plenty mild around 55 degrees during the afternoon. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. You're waking up this early 3 a.m. hour, Wednesday morning, midweek, January 31st. With us here at WTLP to 40 degrees in Alexandria this morning. It's 39 Penn Quarter, 36 Columbia. We are down a degree to 37 in our nation's capital. Brought to you this time around on TLP by Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. Looks like the O's will be under new ownership soon. We'll talk about that. Bring you the latest coming right up on WTLP. Good morning to you. It's 321. Don't be forced to sell stocks in a bear market. Now is the time to review your financial plan and determine how much liquidity you truly need. I'm Simon Hamilton with The Wise Investor Show. Every week we discuss the latest financial trends and what investors need to know. To learn more about how to manage your cash flow and to become a better informed, wise investor, listen to The Wise Investor Show at RaymondJames.com forward slash The Wise Investor Group or just find us on your favorite podcast app. WTOP and 7 News First Alert Weather. Up to the minute forecasts you can count on. Slowdowns expected on the American Legion Bridge this morning. We're tracking a big storm expected to hit the Washington region this afternoon. WTOP reports new crash tests could affect your next car decision. Survey shows student absenteeism for DMV area kids is skyrocketing. President Biden and Republican lawmakers announced they're making progress on a potential compromise. I heard it on WTOP News. Facts matter. 103.5 FM. And Wednesday morning, January 31st. Thanks for starting your day with us. Time now on WTOP is 322. We want to welcome you in this hour. This is WTOP News. To the world of sports, as we've been telling you on WTOP this morning, the Baltimore Orioles will soon apparently be under new ownership. Multiple news outlets reporting that the team is being sold to a group led by private equity billionaires David Rubenstein and Mike Arrighetti. 
Rubenstein, who is from Baltimore, started the Carlisle Group. Arigetti lives in New York and is co-founder of the Aries Management Corporation. The new ownership group also includes Orioles legend Cal Ripken Jr. This morning, Baltimore Banner reporter Pamela Wood joins WTLP with more on who exactly David Rubenstein is. I have to believe that there's going to be a lot of excitement for this. You know, Rubenstein is a smart businessman. He's very wealthy. He does a lot of philanthropy. He's just the kind of person that fits in with MLB owners. And, you know, MLB owners have a meeting next week in Florida. So we'll see if this is discussed or if this is part of the agenda there. The deal is estimated this morning to be around 1.7 billion bucks. Man was shot locally Tuesday afternoon. It happened in DuPont Circle. D.C. police say this morning the man was found in a car at around 4 yesterday at the intersection in the afternoon of Connecticut Avenue and Q Street Northwest near the north entrance of the DuPont Metro Station. Police say this morning the man was conscious and breathing when he was taken to the hospital. At this time, we do not have any additional information. We ask that anyone that does have any information as to what occurred this evening, they please give us a call. That was local police commander Nikki Lippenhaus. Stay with us for more information as it comes in on this developing story Wednesday morning on WTOP. Also this morning, a bill that would ban special treatment when it comes to admissions at Virginia public colleges and universities is on track to head to Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin's desk, we're told. That bill, which stops the practice of colleges handing out acceptance letters to legacy applicants, has passed the Virginia Virginia House already. The Virginia Mercury reports an identical bill apparently passed the Virginia Senate just last month, and now both bills must pass the opposite chamber. In addition, this morning, a Fairfax County man we hear was sentenced to 100 years behind bars for stabbing a Target co-worker to death in a parking lot at the store in the Bailey's Crossroads area. 25-year-old Basin Berry actually pleaded guilty in October to first-degree murder in the killing from April of 2021. 58-year-old Hernan Levy was killed in that incident. The Washington Post reports that Barry described to a judge it was caused by a fit of rage. Apparently, authorities said that Barry, then 22, attacked Levy with knives and a hammer when the victim actually came to work. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. When you struggle with Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis, you get used to not feeling 100%. I thought that was how it had to be. Until I discovered the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. They told me about new medications that weren't around back when I was diagnosed. They helped me find a specialist who gave me a new treatment plan. I'm feeling better than I ever thought I could. Don't settle for not feeling your best. Take action today to take care of yourself. Spill your guts. Learn more at spillyourguts.org. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Sports at 25 and 55. 325 and Rob's turn this morning. Two college basketball games of local interest went the other way. George Washington shot just 32% and made only 5 of 29 from three-point range in an 83-61 loss to number 21 Dayton, the Revs' fourth straight defeat. VCU lost a 67-62 heartbreaker at St. Bonaventure, blowing a 20-point lead and missing multiple tries for the game-tying three at the end. The loss sends a five-game win streak overall and their Division I best 11 straight wins in true road games. A pair of top five upsets, third-ranked North Carolina lost their first conference game to Georgia Tech in the final seconds and number five Tennessee stunned by South Carolina on their home courts. Up a level, the NBA All-Star Weekend's three-point shootout will be the first NBA versus 